He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. At the time of this stream, 10 p.m. on the West Coast, late night session, we're tuning in. We got our Bitcoin at 21.1. 21,000 for Bitcoin, Ethereum's at 1,400, and our XRP's at 3333. That's the quad threes. <laughs> it's a little too early to get into numerology, but maybe we'll cover some of that at the end of this session. We have so much to cover tonight, and so I'm going to try to stay focused and locked in. Please drop your comments below. Let me know what you guys think of the show, what you want to see next, and I appreciate all of you guys so much. Okay, here we go. Let's stay focused on the truth, and the truth is being revealed even by CNN's own Casey Hunt slams the Biden administration for denying the definition of a recession. Quote, you can't fake this. <sighs> Folks. <laughs> Even the mainstream is capitulating. The CNN is even having to call out the Biden White House for the ridiculous changing the definition of recession. We can't offend anyone. We can't offend everyone. Okay. Peter Schiff, July consumer confidence fell more than expected while expectations for the future sank to a nine-year low. It's getting a little gloomy out there. As we predicted, new, uh, June new home sales crashed far more than expected, falling for five out of the last six months, and May's number was revised sharply lower. The economy is clearly in recession. And on Thursday, we're going to get the official confirmation that we are in a recession. This week, we knew was going to be a banger. I wanted to give you guys a weekly update uh, as far as a, a week ahead, what to expect. Sorry, I didn't get that out, but you guys already knew the deal. We knew that this week was going to be a banger. Tomorrow is the FOMC meeting, and so they're going to raise interest rates. Everyone's kind of just baked in the cake, 75 basis point interest rate hike. And then the next day, Thursday, we're going to actually officially confirm that recession. Now, Peter Schiff continuing on, since inflation is forcing customers to spend more money on food and less on higher margin items, the solution for Walmart is obvious. The company must raise food prices much higher to improve margins. That'll make it easier for traditional supermarkets to raise their prices. So he's talking about the Walmart earnings that came out and the expectations from Walmart. And all of these major companies are really going to give us a key indicators on the status of the American middle class, the average American household, and how these corporations are positioning themselves for this crisis and uh, this recession that will be confirmed this week. Okay. But Peter Schiff here is talking about something that's very important. He's talking about what Walmart's doing is they don't make any money on their food. It's a very low profit margin for them, but they get you on everything else. Because you need groceries, you're gonna come through Walmart, it's relatively cheap compared to other super supermarkets and uh, other grocery stores. So you're gonna come into Walmart, you're gonna pick up your food, and then you're gonna spend some money on some you know, made in China crap. And, and that has been the business model for Walmart, right? But we're starting to see the cracks in the system, the cracks in the data reflecting that the American household is in a recession where they, they technically confirm it, whether they change the definition. We don't care what you think, what you identify as, what you believe in, who you love. The data is the data. It's facts. And the facts don't care about your feelings. Sorry. Okay. Good luck. McDonald's seeing customers and specifically lower income customers trade down to value offerings and fewer combo meals. You know, I'm actually guilty of this. I went to McDonald's just a couple days ago, and instead of getting my usual double quarter pounder, just a heart attack in a sack, I got, uh, what are the McChickens, McDonald's, the little dollar menu. So even I did that. And this is just little stupid little key indicators that are showing us that we are in this recession. So we don't listen to this mainstream CNBC narrative about where the economy is going, where it's headed. We don't listen to Janet Yellen tell us that we're not going into a recession, that we're not in a recession. Now, this is interesting. Gen Z is stashing away 14% of income for retirement, more than older generations studies show. 
but let's look between this number, between this, underneath this headline. We have to give you a little context here. Remember, 14% income, but their wages haven't been keeping up with inflation. So when we go to the next slide here, weekly wages or your incomes adjusted for inflation are falling off a cliff. This will hit demand harder than any interest rate hike. So although we're saving more of our paycheck, our measly little paycheck that barely gets us by, what is it? Coach JV calls it just over broke your job, right? You're not making any more money, but okay, you're saving 14%. No one's getting ahead with that program. Okay, that is the truth of the matter. No one's going to get ahead with that program. Okay, yes, you're saving more of your income, but you're not making more money. If you're not making more money, you will not survive this inflationary crisis, this recession, this depression. No matter how bad it gets, it's already bad enough that you need extra cash right now. That's been confirmed when you fill up at the pump, when you go to renew your lease, when you go to get a new house. As your assets are falling off a cliff, as far as your 401ks, your stocks, and your real estate. Our recession to-do list was prepping. Next one was income. Get your income up. And that's why we have a whole program for that. But it's number two because one, okay, we got our prepping, we got our essentials, we can ride out 10 days of darkness, we can ride out a storm, natural disaster, whatever happens, blackouts, cyber attacks, you name it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're ready to feed our families and protect our families against anything, any situation. Next, we go to income. We're stacking cash because we need to be able to take advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, and we need to be able to survive this inflationary, this inflation that we're seeing at the supermarkets. Anything that matters is at a 20% inflation rate or better. So we look underneath the headlines in the data we look at the situation on the streets, we're looking beneath the, the headlines that they want to give us. And we were ahead of these headlines too. Also important. <clears throat> back, in, back in November, back in October, November, we warned about Bitcoin going into a bear market, the bear market beginning in December. Here we are six months later and Bitcoin's gone down from 69K to, uh, where are we at now? 21,000. Okay, we're just hanging in there hanging in around that 20K level. And uh, we'll get into the technical analysis here at the end of this stream. U.S. mortgage payments to income ratio. Uh, blue left-hand side at the same level as in 20, 2007. Yeah, yeah. U.S. mortgage payments to income ratio at the same level as in 2007. The rate of change is even more impressive. Almost 60% increase against 12 months ago. Housing affordability is as bad as it can get. Right. Like I said, Anything that matters, it's 20% plus, okay? Meanwhile, this is the program that our government's instituting. Justin, U.S. issues fifth emergency notice of sale of crude oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, depletes another 20 million barrels. I wonder if this went to the company that uh, Hunter Biden was affiliated with over in China, just like the other million barrels of oil did. Hey, maybe why don't we send some more of this to Ukraine too? They're, they're in need, aren't they? <laughs> oh, boy. The Senate just passed a bill that provides $280 billion to chip companies. Yes, let's just print and send a quarter of a trillion to mega profitable businesses during the largest inflation crisis in decades. Sounds like a great idea. And this is why we call it the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, because they are just going to pour gasoline on the fire. They are going to start the fires and help spread the fires amongst this whole financial economic system. And, oh yeah, Nancy's going to make some millions off of her stock trades on that, on that move as well. <laughs> they are so arrogant and bold, and they are just full accelerating down. And the reason why we call this September shock, we're going to get into this at the end of the show, why this has ramp been ramping up and why I think we're about to see the climax of it. And the climax of the chaos is going to bring us to the depths of the bear market. And this is happening because we're going through a Shemitah year. We have seen this through time and time again. God willing, this happens to play out. Whether you believe in that or not, whatever vibe you're on, just look at the pattern, man. 
Shemitah year every seven years is the cycle, and we're going to cover that at the end of the show. That's why we're calling this one September Shock, and this is why we're continuing to see the situation ramp up, the chaos ramp up. Even banks are taking losses. Check this out from Gold Telegraph. Deutsche Bank, Credit Suisse, and UBS all report earnings this week. In May, the European Central Bank told banks to buckle up and prepare for a bumpy road ahead. Credit Suisse has already warned of another quarterly loss. It is going to be an interesting week. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting week already a couple days in, and it's already been a hot one as far as the data. And this is what they're doing. This is their focus right now. Let's send away 20 million barrels of oil of our strategic petroleum reserve, and let's launch a probe against the big bad guy, Mr. Donald Trump. DOJ has a criminal probe against Trump, Washington Post claims. Hey, for everyone that wants to attack me, how about this? Let's try Donald in a court of law. God bless this country for us still having some semblance of a rule of law. A constitution that most judges are still abiding by. We have a chance as a free individual, a free person, a free sovereign individual in this country that still has some rule of law. Let's try it. Present your evidence. Everyone present your evidence. And let's see what the truth is. I'm not here for left, right, guys. I'm just here to tell you that it's going to be all exposed and the facts do not care about your feelings. And there's some people barking up the wrong tree. They're not ready for that battle. Breaking report, Representative Chuck Wichkers becomes third Wisconsin lawmaker signing on to decertify 2020 Wisconsin election results. I'm not here to say up, down, left, right, who won, who didn't win, what's going to happen other than looks like we're going to be exposing this thing. Before it's all said and done, we will find the truth about this election. We will see what happened with this election. And in my opinion, games were played. That's how I can skirt through the commie censorship bureau of fact checkers. Is I'll just say that some games were played and let's everyone present your evidence. January 6 bullshit show. Whatever the hell you guys want to do, let's present it all. Let's go to the US court of law with our facts, figures, and logic against yours. May the best argument win. While a financial tsunami is ready to absolutely sacrifice us. These people are so caught up in these world stage events. They have everyone wrapped up. You hear me even, you know, elevate my voice, get a little riled up over this. Because for me, it's let all truth be revealed. Call out every politician, left, right, Democrat, Republican. I don't care what's next to their name. I don't care what they identify as. I don't care who they believe in. Did they sell out the American people? Did they commit treason? Do they commit crimes against humanity? Do they worship the devil? Whoa, we're not supposed to go there. Stick to crypto, bro. (laughs) Not on this program, folks. If you haven't figured that out by now, I will not be turning away from all truth revealed. Don't care about your feelings. I don't care about politics. My businesses are making more money than they ever have. Regardless of who's president, I am taking massive action. Trump started the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, and it's going to finish under him, in my opinion, whether he comes back in 2024 or whenever he comes back. Doesn't matter. He started the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. He's going to finish it. It's underway right now. I don't get caught up in the left, right. I want to call out everyone. I still want to save this country. I want to see this country be a beautiful opportunity for people who love freedom, And just want to live individual sovereign lives in peace. God, we had such a beautiful opportunity here. Stick to crypto, bro. What the? No, man. I stand for something and I'm going to speak out on it. And I have to skirt around the censorship every single day. I got a lot of news to get through, but I got to let this out, guys. I got to tell you how I really feel about these issues. Because I don't identify as a Republican. Many of you guys think, oh, you're, I get it all the time. You big right-wing Trumpy, da-da-da. Dude, do you think that we have freaking time for that? 
I only get emotional about this conversation because it's about saving our country and it's about providing an opportunity for the generations to come. What else are we supposed to be doing here? And as many of you know, when we research these people, the corruption that we're seeing at the SEC and that's being exposed in the Ripple lawsuit, all that, that's like t-ball practice compared to the crimes against humanity that they've really committed. Now, most people aren't ready for that conversation. And I get that. But that's the conversation we're having here on this channel. These people are sick. And there's some Republicans too. I am not about just being a... Holy cow, guys. Now, some people would say just avoid politics because it gets people too riled up. It's too divisive. It's too this or that. I don't think anything that I believe in or I'm talking about is political. It's about saving the country. It's about a constitution, a bill of rights, a declaration of independence, a great opportunity that we once had, a U.S. dollar that's a piece of shit, that's worth nothing, that I'm done with, I don't care to use. So not only do I invest accordingly, but I'm going to speak out accordingly as well. Guys, in, let the truth be revealed and whatever the deal is, it is. If Biden won, he won. If you're a, an American that wants this country to be something, why would you not want to secure these elections? And then I'm supposed to talk about this staged lawsuit with the SEC. <laughs> Guys. As, been, as it's been exposed here on this channel, Gary Gensler, being the CFO of the Hillary Clinton criminal campaign conspiracy, that really needs to be investigated. If we're going to investigate people, let's investigate everyone. Let's let it all out. And that's where this all gets connected. So I'm not going to just stick to crypto. If we can expose them in the SEC lawsuit, we can expose, expose them in other lawsuits as well. If we have the Supreme Court ready to shift things and take a stand, we got to adjust to that reality. And God bless them for standing up for the Constitution. Let's talk about this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Judge Torres denies SEC's motion to revoke Amici's status and bar John Deaton from further proceedings. I, and that means, for those of you who want to keep it simple, like me, I need to keep this simple. That means that John Deaton still gets to participate. He still gets Amici status. Amici can't participate in expert challenge now, but may file application to brief concerns with SEC expert at summary judgment. Okay, so they... John Deaton will still be involved in this case and God bless all these guys. God bless them all because this is so much more than us XRP bag holders getting our XRP to pump to 10 bucks after the victory of the lawsuit. It is so much bigger than that. And John Deaton is a real one, not afraid to speak out on it. I'm going to get to that. The SEC has filed its objections to Magistrate Judge Netburn's ruling compelling the SEC to turn over the Hinman speech documents. So, you know, it's just so ridiculous, guys. They're still objecting to the Hinman documents. I, I, it's like just been going back and forth and, you know, keep up with the lawyers. They'll keep you guys up to date. James Philan, Jeremy Hogan, John Deaton, God bless them. Okay, other than that, we just watch the staged events and we look at these guys, and what I'm here to do is to call these guys out. I'm not here to play nice. I'm not here to be friendly. Um, I want to be effective in uncovering the truth and getting clarity for uh, cryptocurrency innovation in this country and for humanity across the world. The United States being such a key part of the financial world and the Internet of Value that's going to be created. We need to get this party started. Gary Gensler insistently lectures crypto companies to come in and register so he can trap them in lawsuits. Guess what we found lurking in Gensler's $100 million fortune? He isn't registered. 
So this is from some account, and this is the worst thing that, like, like we got here, decentralized truth being exposed. Decentralized uh, journalists and Twitter sleuths all over these guys' ass. On September 27, 2005, Gary Gensler created a family investment company. I'm not going to get into this whole thing because I don't, I don't really care. Okay, he's Gary, good guy Gary, Goldman Gary. We we understand. He is loaded. But see, the state of Maryland requires Maryland businesses to be registered with the state to do business. Our researchers found that Annabelle Lee LLC, which is his company, his wife that passed away in 2005 is what he named this fund after, has not been registered in Maryland or any other states since 2006. He stopped complying with the law in 2006 and his LLC's registration was forfeited. That means the LLC that holds most of Gary Gensler's huge fortune has been not in good standing under the law for 16 years. That means Annabelle Lee LLC technically doesn't exist and has no right to do business in the state of Maryland. In fact, doing business in the name of an LLC after its registration is forfeited is a crime. As of 2022, OGE disclosure form as chair of the SEC Gov, Gary Gensler still lists the unregistered Annabelle Lee LLC as holding $34 million to $101 million of his wealth. That's quite a big range. By failing to maintain the registration for his family investment company, Gary Gensler has apparently been breaking the law for over 15 years. Why should any company listen to Gary Gensler when he is breaking the law himself? The answer is simple. Gary Gensler is a hypocrite with no credibility. Amen. Absolutely corrupt, absolutely hypocritical. Let's expose it all. Let's expose them all for this, what they did with the Hillary campaign funds, where all that money went, you already know. <laughs> you already know where that goes. The criminal campaign conspiracy. The hunters become the hunted. Folks, we're just getting started with these folks. Because even after they give us clarity on XRP, we still have a lot to uncover with this guy, Gary, and others. And others. And like I said, John Deaton is a real one. Not afraid to call these guys out either. God bless him. Do you really believe the plan was limited to the Federal Reserve? It reminds me of a time a prominent China. Now, now he's talking about Chinese threat to the Federal Reserve. Justin Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee issued a report detailing how China tried to build a network of informants inside the Federal Reserve system. John Deaton, he's retweeting this and talking about this case here. Do you really believe the plan was limited to just the Federal Reserve? Did the Chinese just only focus on infiltrating the Federal Reserve or were they trying to get in on other things? He says, it reminds me of the time a prominent Chinese payments company, Alipay, tried to buy US-based MoneyGram but was blocked. Then US-based Ripple acquired 9% of MoneyGram and filed a disclosure with the SEC. Now, this is important. This emphasizes the case that the Communist Party has been trying to infiltrate every sector of our government, businesses, culture, popular media, Hollywood, the whole works, the whole works. But we're cleansing that out as we speak right now. But I got an important point to make here. Everyone, all of the haters want to come at us and tell us about how MoneyGram ditched Ripple and is now working with Stellar, right? Everyone forgets that not only was that a successful proof of concept for Ripple and XRP cross-border payments, and it was very profitable for MoneyGram, Ripple also acquired 9% of the whole damn company. Nearly 10% of the company was acquired by Ripple. And then MoneyGram goes and partners up with Stellar. So in an extended way, Ripple just partnered up with Stellar. But no one covers that. All of the XRP haters, every time they try to make a little jab at us, and they bring up this point about how MoneyGram ditched Ripple and they went with Stellar, forgets that Ripple acquired 9% of the damn company. Please get your facts straight before you come at us in the XRP army because we have been studying this for years and we can recite this like, like we, you know, we read this every single day in and out 24-7. Our army, our community is working to expose this. And we got guys... Lawyers like John Deaton that are on them. 
Here's a fact I can share now. SEC didn't object to XRP holders in Oakland having an expert's report because those XRP holders sued Ripple. I've identified five total XRP holders in that litigation. Now, this was the case where basically five jabronis sued Ripple because uh, they, they sued Ripple for selling a security to them. They were expecting Ripple to give them a profit on their XRP and they lost money, okay? And uh, I remember, if you go back and look at the case, they lost like not even that much. Like I don't even think it was a thousand bucks. It was nothing that they sued Ripple for. Absolute joke of a case. They only had five holders in that litigation, and the judge in that case allowed the uh, the XRP holders to get access to the expert's report, okay? Now, in this case where the SEC is suing Ripple, John Deaton has 69,000 XRP holders that have signed his petition, signed on to his lawsuit, and the SEC said we can't get it and is asked to throw me off the case. Right. So, uh, you know, the judge did deny the access to that expert, right? Uh, and they're trying to get him off the case, which the judge has denied. They're going to allow John Deaton to stay in the case. Great news for the XRP army. But it just shows the hypocrisy, um, at least. I'm not going to complain about these judges, and I do believe that this, these deals have already been worked out behind the scenes. I mean, I, I think that the judge trying to keep you know, her, her self-respect and um, her, her reputation... Uh, Judge Torres and Judge Netburn are basically having to play along with this, with the SEC. They understand who they're dealing with. And now, mind you guys, most SEC ripple, uh, sorry, most SEC litigations end in a settlement, about 98% of them. Now, John Deaton retweets Eleanor Terrett. Ellie, as an independent, unbiased journalist from Fox Business, just destroyed the SEC government argument in a single tweet. So Eleanor Terrett tweets out from the latest SEC filing, quote, the speech was not binding SEC policy. That is a pronouncement of the commission itself. The commissioners appointed by the president with the Senate's advice and consent, the head of the commission. Now she shares a uh, tweet, uh, a, a clip here of Jay Clayton, where he's talking about that speech. Let's see if we can get it to play for you guys. 14 second clip. Let's get our volume all the way jacked up. The outline, the Bill Hinman recently outlined the approach we take to evaluate whether a digital asset is a security, and I encourage you to take a look at Bill's speech, which is available on our website. Right. So we have Jay Clayton saying, refer to Bill's speech. It's on our website. He just clarified for everyone. And what's important is we've been sharing this in the XRP community, but now it's getting shared on Fox Business, which is, you know, mainstream, right? Whatever. But at least we're getting coverage. And when this case plays out and then it hits all of the mainstream news, by that point, it's going to be too late. But we're, we're reaching an inflection point where everyone, everyone sees the hypocrisy in the SEC. Nancy Pelosi been insider trading, doing all these things. And now we have the SEC. They just appeared in front of Congress, which was an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Um, the director of enforcement, I forget his name, but absolute joke. And now they're starting to bring some cases against Coinbase and others, which we're going to talk about here, here shortly. Um, but we're waiting. We're waiting for more real journalists to step up like Eleanor Terrett, um, like Charles Gasparino, basically the only two or three journalists that have actually even covered this lawsuit, which tells you how early we are. Bombshell. Simpson Thatcher, this is from Stefan Huber. Bombshell. Simpson Thatcher left the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance sometime between May 2022 and today and is now no longer a member of the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. What could possibly be the reason for this? Did they perhaps believe John Deaton conspiracy theory or part of the cover up? Exactly. They are being exposed and now they have to back out of that Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. Now, this is the program that they're working on over at Ethereum, which 
whatever, to each their own. If you want to invest in Ethereum, if you think that this is our future, that this is going to move humanity forward, good luck and God bless to you. Justin, Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin, gave a clear vision of the future of Ethereum at conference, saying ETH will, quote, only be 55% complete after the merge to Ethereum 2.0. That is an absolute joke after we've waited years for this upgrade, for this security 2.0 that is Ethereum, this unregistered security offering. It was brought to you by the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, Simpson Thatcher, Bill Hinman, and the gang. They can't even complete their project. About halfway done. After we wait years for this update. And so many people still push Ethereum. And it just blows my mind. I can't. This is who we're betting on. I just can't, guys. This program does not work out for me. This program just doesn't work out for me. To each their own, but... Folks, the new financial system, really? I don't have to say anything. Let's move on. That's an absolute joke. This is from Michael Burry. He says, pretty sure the SEC does not have the resources or the IQ points to do this correctly. And he's talking about the Coinbase uh, faces SEC investigation over cryptocurrency listings. Basically, everyone's worried that basically everything on Coinbase is going to be a security. And the SEC is about to sue them. But what is important about this is Coinbase already bought another company that offers securities. So they've already been preparing for this. And I wanted to mention this point. Now, this is not financial advice at all. But for me, this is all fear. This is all FUD. I would be looking to buy Coinbase uh, stock basically in or around the day leading up to, I mean, you're never going to know the day that a lawsuit would drop against the SEC, you know, the SEC would drop a lawsuit against Coinbase. But at that point, similar to when XRP Ripple got sued, that bottom, that point would be a great entry, I think, on Coinbase. And this is not financial advice. But in my opinion, Coinbase is doing things the right way. They will be sticking around. They can afford to pay some fines. Now, how, how deep does their exposure to Celsius, Three Arrows Capital, the rest of the system, to Tether? I don't know. So I am totally open to Coinbase going bankrupt and completely crashing as well. But when I look at Coinbase and how they've done things, how they've been operating, how they've been trying to reach out with the regulators, I think that they're going to have a similar case to Ripple where they're going to be able to say, you know, they're, they're going to have the law on their side. So I don't know. I don't really do the stock market thing. But for me, this is all opportunity. All this fear, all this FUD. I mean, if you know what you hold, which for us, we don't hold 99% of cryptos that are unregistered securities offerings that don't solve any world, any real world problem. We don't hold that crap. So for us, we're not worried about it. But for the rest of the space that's been on this program, folks, good luck and God bless to you. Not only is this project an absolute flop, an absolute failure, but 90% of these unregistered securities that are just basically glorified funding rounds for startups that have some story, have some cute story. It's a load of BS, 99% of them. All of them were built on Ethereum. And this whole party's collapsing, and I am here for it. And if it's going to bring down the rest of the utility cryptocurrencies that we hold, I will take advantage of it. If it's going to bring down the stocks that I believe in, I'm going to take advantage of that. I really, stocks just don't turn me on and I don't have any stocks personally. But once I become an accredited investor, uh, which I will be filing for that soon, then I will be taking advantage of pre-IPO stocks. And that type of basically VC investing is where all of the money's made. It's not really made after, you know, these stocks have already uh, done an initial public offering. Most of the opportunity is gone. 
But for me, I just am making the point here that I'm not buying into the FUD around Coinbase. I still think that Coinbase could potentially relist XRP at some point. Um, you know, I'm open to all the possibilities, all the scenarios, but I'm not buying any of this FUD. But also, we sleep peacefully at night because we don't hold any of this BS crap that the SEC definitely has a case against, that they are coming against them. Now, uh, we're going to be wrapping up here by talking about this scenario here with um, the next month or so is the end of the Shemitah. Okay, so this is the Shemitah, the seven-year cycle. And every seven years, over the last few decades, we have had significant financial market pullbacks. We have found a cycle in the financial economic markets as well as the um, historical meaning is a biblical meaning where every seven years, the farmers would let the fields rest. They would let the fields restore themselves. Okay. Well, Jim Rickards here says, long backstory to my July 15th tweet that said, Pelosi's planned visit to Taiwan may start the countdown. The world is not ready for this. Well, his July 15th tweet says, Nice to be back in Tokyo. Had a great dinner with a Ronin samurai descendant, one of the longest-serving diet members, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and a political scholar. Japan's a straightforward case. We mostly talked about China. Japanese expect a September, sho a September shock. Wasn't on my calendar, is now. Well, it's been on our calendar and many other people's calendars because we understand the Shemitah cycle and it's wrapping up in September. Now, this is the Japanese straightforward case. They're, they're talking about China here. And this guy says that the Japanese expect a September shock. Now, for me, it's not about the shock absolutely coming in September. It's not about timing this bottom. But it's about understanding that the market is going much lower and preparing ourselves for this moment because I really think it's coming soon. Like we have a basically a month or two, the Shemitah is going to be wrapped up and we're going to be going into fall. We're going to be going into the election in November. And then we already see some serious events on the horizon in the energy, in uh, basically the energy and food crisis coming into this winter. Not only that, speaking of Japan, there was just a huge uh, couple earthquakes and volcano uh, action activity taking place over there as well. Okay. Now we also have Wuhan has locked down 1 million residents once again. We're just going to briefly cover that. 1 million residents once again. During the Sabbath year, Shemitah, also called the sabbatical year or Sabbath of the land, is the seventh year of the seven-year agricultural cycle mandated by the Torah in the land of Israel and is observed in Judaism. During Shemitah, the land is left to lie follow, and all agricultural activity, including plowing, planting, pruning, and harvesting, is forbidden by Halakha, Jewish law. Okay? Um, what we've seen, if you look here, you had the Shemitah of 2007-2008, which was the great financial crisis, the previous one we went through. And then if you go back to the previous Shemitah in 2000-2001, uh, we had a couple events there as well. The dot-com bubble popping, and then we had that 9-11 attack, Okay. So what are we having this time around? Well, we're having a world war events take place. World war events taking place. We are having a recession confirmed here in the United States. And we could name about another half dozen crises across the world, including our food, water, energy, debt, inflation, liquidity, spiritual. So we've been watching this pattern, these cycles play out. And we have been preparing for us to go much, much lower. Now, looking at this Bitcoin chart, I did actually just short Bitcoin. I took a 25% profit 
on that trade just recently. First time getting back into the trading game in a minute. And the reason why I did this is because we've been watching this moon phase pattern. It's been spot on timing the cycles, uh, the short term cycles of the market. And so we've been so spot on with that pattern that I was just like, I need to ride this wave and start trading again. I was having some FOMO because we're you know in this bear market that's a little bit boring. So I just placed a short on Bitcoin at uh, 21.8 was my entry, 21,800. We took profit at 20,720. And by the grace of God, that is exactly where Bitcoin wicked down to was about the 20,720 level, specifically on KuCoin where I was trading. And by the grace of God, that is where I had my 25% take profit at. And so we closed out that trade. So we just did successfully short Bitcoin for a quick 25% profit on that trade. But when we back out and we look at this macro picture, looking at the Shemitah year wrapping up. Um, so basically we had a, a, a new moon comes in. Let's actually, let's go back to the charts here real quick. So new moon is coming in. We're on, let's go to the daily chart because you guys need to be able to see this on the daily chart. Okay. Uh, the vertical line that I have here on the 28th of July is the new moon. So the new moon is going to be coming in and that usually brings us some bullish energy five days before or five days after. And so I had, um, you know, my take profit right here because I'm actually looking at another initial pump. Remember the last couple interest rate hikes that we've had, we've actually seen the market pump, um, Basically, as the announcement takes place, everyone's like, oh, it's all good. It's fine. And, and we get these initial pump. Basically, we get some downward action going into the FOMC announcements. And then we're seeing pumps on like the day of. So I'm actually kind of looking for a reversal to the upside real quick before we roll over and we go into a, another short-term bottom around that August 11th is going to be the full moon. So if I go out right here and let me draw you guys a vertical line on this chart, you'll be able to see that we're looking here to go down over the next uh, couple weeks. Okay, this is going to be a short-term bottom, and I have this, this uh, 17.5 is the low wick that we went to on the daily chart back there uh, 18th of June, which was around that full moon of June. That's why I said we've just been watching this pattern work so well, the moon phase pattern. So I uh, highly recommend you guys take a look at that if you're looking at the technical analysis, if you're doing any sort of trading. Um, I actually went to do this vertical line and that's August 11th right there. So that second vertical line that I just put up there on the chart. So if we watch that over the next two weeks, um, that top horizontal line is where I had my take profit at, 20,720. God, God bless it. We, we took profit on that, okay? Um, that was just pure luck guys. I am not smart. I'm not trying to tout my technical analysis at all. <laughs> I'm just watching this thing and I encourage people not to trade, not to gamble, but just take advantage of this pattern to buy in at these lower price points. And then on a macro picture, prepare yourself for the mother of all crashes. Okay. We're not absolutely worried about timing the bottom. Okay, we're going to be accumulating these assets on the way down like XRP. Let's pull up the XRP chart and see what we're working with. XRP has been even more choppy and, and see this was a 32% swing that we saw from that bear market uh, or sorry, not bear market, but that full moon that came in on June 18th all the way up to the top of this micro cycle that we've been moving through over the last month on July 20th. We wicked on up to 38 cents. Well, if we pulled back a month to June 18th, we were down at 28 cents. That swing was 32 cents. So we're seeing even bigger swings on XRP. Now, if we see any sort of movement like that, a 30% move down to the downside uh, for our XRP. Let me redo that for you guys. If we see anything like this, you know, we're coming back down into... You know, even that 25 cent level could be achieved. Yeah, we're coming down 26 at 30%, another 30% drop. Zoomed out. Let's make sure we're zoomed out so you guys can actually see this. Delete this. 
one, if we do another 30% move to the downside, it is going to happen so quick, so quick. And let me drag this. I'm going to drag this over to the August 11th timeframe, and that's going to be your full moon that's going to be coming in. So over that, I'll be able to pull back up this chart and we'll be able to see and take a look and see how this plays out. Um, over the next few days, as we roll into the new moon, and then we can even get bullish activity five days after that new moon as well. So basically, over the next little bit here, we could get a pump. Now, the way that this is timing out, FOMC meeting tomorrow. I think that on the on, on tomorrow, actually, we could see a turn up to the upside briefly. Okay, but by next week, we should be rolling over back to the downside. So be prepared for that. Okay. And then as I've been talking about here on the macro picture, on the macro picture, whether it comes in September, whether it comes in October, whether it comes in November, last weekend, I was sharing this with my Discord community on our weekly Discord call on Saturday, where I share all of my moves with my Discord community. I was telling them that I actually sold off my uh, few of my other positions. And... I put that money, got it ready on the side here, and that's the money that I took here and I used actually to short Bitcoin. And nothing arouses me more than making money shorting Bitcoin. It's just my favorite thing to do. Making money in crypto, out of all the ways that I could make money in crypto, shorting Bitcoin is one of my favorites. I, I should probably start shorting ETH too, but I mostly watch Bitcoin and XRP. So those are the two coins that I mostly trade if I'm gonna trade. Um, but anyways, so I used some of that money that I'd taken because I knew that we were going lower. And these were some of these other coins that I just, you know, I know I can get again. I'm not worried about being able to buy them again. So I offloaded those positions and I actually put some money on the side and I'm liquid now. I can make moves with that. Okay. But that's nothing. That doesn't matter. I've, I've got my cash ready to move on everything. XRP, XLM. I'm going to go back into XDC and Algorand for sure, probably. The other one's IOTA. So those five, those five, the ISO coins basically are the ones that I'm going to be going into when we go lower on the big crash. And during that moment in time, I'm worried about being able to get XRP, but that's a whole other topic I could talk about for another half an hour. But I am ready to swoop up all of those utility coins. We're ready to buy more silver. I've passed on gold for now, but we're ready to buy more silver for the time being. We're negotiating real estate as we speak, and we will be moving on real estate from here on out. We're going to be starting the real estate portfolio, and I will keep you guys up to date with that. And then when it comes to 90% of my time, it is focusing on my businesses building sound businesses that have strong infrastructure that can ride out the next 12 to 18 months. Because even though we're going to get that market bottom for us to buy all of our assets at the most juicy prices, it's probably going to come in in the next six months for sure. I think it could come in sooner. I'm not worried about timing the bottom. I'm worried, for, I'm, I'm worried about not having enough cash set aside to take advantage of that opportunity when it comes. Doesn't matter if it's next month, September, October, November, or we don't get it until February, March of next year. The bottom for buying those assets is going to come in, but the recession, but the tough times for the business climate, for the average American, for the average household, I think we have 12 to 18 months before we start to really start to recover before utility gets completely unlocked and set free. I think we still have 12 to 18 months of a quote unquote storm to ride out. And so what we've been talking about on this channel is to be prepared, be patient, okay? We have all of our strategies. Our complete program is over at my website. If you wanna join our Patreon Discord community, you can get access there. It's all over there. But if you just tune in, smash that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and give us a five-star review if you're listening on the podcast. But you can listen to our strategies and what we're doing here. They are very simple. But for the reasons that I've mentioned, this is why we believe that the market is going much lower. 
the short-term pattern that I just laid out for you guys is, okay, maybe we get a quick pump sometime in the next week, whether it's tomorrow after the FOMC, after, um, you know, the, the second quarter GDP numbers come out on Thursday, it confirms a recession, but it's not as bad as a recession as we thought it was going to be. As the earnings come out this week, as we get all this other economic data this week, maybe the, they, they, the, the doofus morons and the algos on the stock market and all of the trading bots that people are using to buy the dip are going to buy this thing back up and maybe we get one more pump over the next week, but then we're going over to the downside. So over the next two weeks, be ready. That's your signal for free for everyone here on this platform because I'm not any technical analysis wizard by any means, but that's the pattern we're watching. Over the next two weeks, be ready for it to roll over. Okay, And over the next couple months, over the next two to six months, be ready for the mass capitulation event to come through. Be ready for a dark winter. Be ready for the lights to go out. Be ready for the food crisis to get worse. Be ready for the energy crisis to get worse. Hmm. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's stay focused. Let's stay positive. I will give you guys 10 minutes here. Let's take a rapid fire Q&A session. Let me know what you guys are working with. Christy says, Zach's Discord is lit. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you so much. We fired up our Hangout sessions in the, in the Discord as well. Um, you know, basically, <laughs> the bear market's been a little bit rough on everyone. We understand that. But the party's getting started, and we're going to be here with you guys on this channel. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care, and God bless.